There's a point in the movie where Jeff Goldblum's character, Ian Malcolm, talks to um, the creator uh, of Jurassic Park and tells him, you know, during the Pirates of the Caribbean, the pirates don't wake up and start eating the tourists. And that was such a perfect and fantastic summary of what was going on on the screen that every single time to this day that Goldblum delivers that, uh, when, I, when I see the movie, uh, I chuckle and I laugh and I find different and interesting angles to it because it's so apropos to what's going on. When I, It was back in 1993, we were living in East Los Angeles and I would sneak over to the movie theater uh, in El Monte, I think, where they played movies for a buck after they had been out for several months. Um, and it was one of the only places that I could afford to go see movies. And I remember my sister and I going to go check out this uh, Jurassic Park thing that everybody was talking about and that somehow I, you know, uh, I had not heard any spoilers. Going on to, uh, to go to the movie, buying a little bit of popcorn, sneaking in some stuff from home and everything coming on on the screen. And from the original shot of the raptor being put in the cage and everything that goes, goes on with that, I was enthralled and so invested in what was going to happen. To me, Jurassic Park go, is up there in classics for me personally. It is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Uh, and it's right up there with Back to the Future, the original, with 2001: A Space Odyssey, and a lot of uh, a lot of the movies that I've talked to about before on this podcast. There was that moment when, and spoilers, okay? And I'm talking about a movie from 1993. So if you haven't seen it, come on. Anyways, there's a point where the Brontosaurus is walking by. And it, you, uh, in the theater, you would hear the stomping, and you have the two care the, the main characters, uh, Doctor Sattler, and um, anyways, you have them there, and all of a sudden, they look up. One of the characters puts his hand on, I think, Doctor Sattler, turns her head around, and so that she gets a glimpse of whatever happens to be on the uh you know in front of them and spielberg is masterful on this because he moves that camera and follows her expression as she's moving up to see the brontosaurus and that is acting at its very very best um and then the uh, camera pans over and you have this brontosaurus walking by and giving that long wailed like sound to this day, it gives me goosebumps. It's one of the most interesting and amazing ways to introduce a character. And, and to me, the dinosaurs are a character in the in the film. Uh, sorry, I had to close the door because because the chickens are right next to me, and I know they're gonna get loud because they hear my voice. Anyways, um, it is one of the best ways to introduce a character that I have ever seen. And again, this is Spielberg doing. Just marvelous work. It's amazing to me that not only did he do Jurassic Park in 1993, but at the same time he was also uh, doing Schindler's List, which is, again, another classic movie that I highly recommend that you see. But 
we go, we fast forward now, ah, uh, so many years. It's 2008, today is June 28th, and we happen to see uh, Jurassic World Lost Kingdom on Mon on Tuesday because our local movie theater has $5 Tuesdays. I guess I still keep on doing the cheap stuff, but hey, I have myself and the, uh, you know kids that I have to entertain, so the cheaper the better, right? Anyways, we see the movie, and again, I'm going to be talking about some spoilers. I'm not going to try to give everything away. Um, it's more about my experience and, and my and the contrast between the original and this uh, and this fifth movie. And so there might be some spoilers. If you haven't seen it, by all means, come on back. And, and again, I don't think I'm giving too much away. But I will say this. There is a moment in the film, and you'll know when you get to it, where a beloved friend, and I consider these dinosaurs my friend, a beloved friend dies and it's so enigmatic to me that the death of this friend is the death of this friend is i'm trying to process here as i go the the death of this friend almost instills in me the moment where this franchise has ended for me and it's now being passed along to a new generation because the shot mirrors, you know, a shot from the original movie. And that, those callbacks are fantastic. But to me, that death scene tells me this is no longer the Jurassic Park that I grew up with. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It, by all means, heck, you know, I think Star Wars is starting to become that for me. It's now belonging to a new generation. I am... Uh, Becoming extinct, for lack of a better term. Again, another fucking classic line from Goldblum. Uh, yeah, I I am set in what I've enjoyed and what I've liked, and the things that uh, have nostalgia and I keep on going back to over and over again because they bring me solace. But movies move, move on. Directors have new visions of things. Um, we are entertained by different technologies now, and so what used to give me such pleasure. It's now starting to be less so, and I realize that it is now for my children to enjoy and for them to make their own memories. Because I, I always do this because they are my dates. You know, my wife and I, my wife joins us sometimes, but oftentimes it's the kids and I who want to go see these blockbuster movies because that's not really what she's into. And I, because I'm parent, you know, 100% of the time, I'm constantly looking and monitoring to see that they're doing okay, that they don't need to go to the bathroom, that they're not eating all the sugar that, you know, that, that they brought into the movie theater, uh, and they're paying attention. Or that if they're scared, that I ask them to come over and sit on my lap so that I can hold them during the scary part, because some of these films are pretty intense. And so I get to watch what's going on on the screen as it's playing through through their eyes and I see their flinches and I see the, the, their, their nervous laughter or I see them giggling at the funny parts and I realize that these movies are affecting them, that they are working on their level. Whenever we come out of the movies and they ask, hey, what did you think of the movie? I try to hold back my ideas and my thoughts on it as not a movie critic, but as somebody who knows enough films to be able to give you an opinion of what I like, what I didn't like, I try to hold off on that because I don't want to poison the well. I always ask them first, what did you think about the movie? What were your impressions? 
And of course, they will always say, I liked it. I loved it. I, I asked my son, who, where does this rank in all the Jurassic Park movies? And he said it's number two after the original, because that part, at least they do know. There's, you cannot beat the original. That is solidified in amber of how good that movie is. But they know what they like. And for instance, he happens to like Jurassic Park 3. I loathe the movie. But it's up, it ranks higher than a lot of the other ones. My point is this. I can talk more at length about the film, what I liked, what I didn't like, but there's plenty of people that do that. All I can tell you is that I see this franchise, because now it's a legitimate franchise. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Jurassic Park 10 by 2030. This is a franchise that now it's morphing, it's evolving into something new and it will be enjoyable until it's not because I look at Transformers I think that they've killed that franchise by just being obnoxiously stupid uh, I try to watch the last night with my children I couldn't get through it but again they gave it grave reviews they would watch it over and over again if I let them but that's where I realized that this entertainment is not so much for them I mean not so much for my for me it's really for them they're the ones that are enjoying this. They're the ones that are being creeped out. And to a certain degree, some of these movies are starting to become their new classics. I had a, one, a lot of wonderful things to say about uh, Infinity War. It didn't hit me. It wasn't a gut punch that I wanted. But I thought it was a wonderful movie. For my children, on the other hand, it is the movie. Uh, the only one that, ta that has topped it for them so far has been Incredibles 2 in Black Panther and those are their new classics to me the only one that really stands out actually okay the only ones that stand out as highlights are Black Panther I think it's a terrific movie it has a lot to say the acting is fantastic you should definitely check it out and Incredibles 2 but Incredibles 2 I lump it with Incredibles 1 I think they're both it's there's such a continuation of the story that they're really both one film if you really think about it because there's no gap in between them sorry <laughs> spoiler alert if you haven't seen Incredibles 2 but the one starts you know immediately the other you know after the the, the first one be, uh, ends yeah Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom I'm gonna give it a 7 out of 10 because it was enjoyable not so much for myself although I really did there was a lot of things to enjoy but it just doesn't have that that feeling of awe that I used to enjoy and have out of these movies I am looking forward to the next film that does that for me because the do, do things do come up that have that um, there was a, a movie that came out recently and gosh darn it I'm forgetting the name of it so bear with me while I look it up um, let's see here uh, come on IMDB why is this thing so darn slow and we are looking for Vikander I think is the name of the actress she was in this movie called Ex Machina that came out in 2004 I've been really thinking a lot about artificial intelligence I've been thinking about uh, are we living in a simulation I'm going to be doing a, a podcast on that specifically because there's a lot of thoughts that go behind that interestingly enough Westworld's involved in that because I just finished the, like, the second season and my mind has been whirling with all of these different thoughts about the implications of, of where we could be or where we might be technologically and, and, and how that's affecting our world 
but Ex Machina was really the last movie that really made me think, really gave me that, uh, that sucker punch the way that The Matrix used to back in the day, or did once back in the day, or, um, gosh, what was the other movie? <laughs> See, my, my memory is fading with Kiefer Sutherland, and uh, gosh darn it, I'll tell you here in a second, thank goodness for the internet, because uh, my, my memory is just bad these days. But again, those or Inception uh, and anything with Nolan, really, because he likes to spend time and space and and thought and what you thought was one thing. It really is in another. Uh, those are the kind of movies that I like. Those kind of thinking movies are are my favorite. Where is your where is your history here, Kiefer? Come on now. Get it together. Let's see, not Pompeii. Uh I'm going to tell you here in a second. No, not that. Not River Queen. What the hell is that? LA Confidential? He was in LA Confidential, really? Phone Booth, actually, is a really good movie uh, with uh, Kiefer Sutherland. It's, it's, it's a really interesting film. Dark City. Really like Dark City. I think it's something, uh, you know, again, it's playing with what's what, what do you think something is. Um, those are the kind of thinking movies that I really look forward to, that I really like. And that's what I will continue to look. And I think that there's, you know, a great deal of space for them. Somebody will come up with them. But I know that these franchises are leaving me behind. Star Wars, unfortunately, has become that. Although I thought uh, um, The Force Awakens was a good kickstart to it. I'm going to say this. I am disappointed in, in, in Last Jedi. It just came out on Netflix. I haven't watched it. I don't really want to. Um, Solo didn't quite hit the mark. I thought it was a fun film. I'm, I'm not going to go back on that. But it's not something that I think I will watch over and over again. Or it's in the same realm as Empire Strikes Back. It's not, not even close. But these franchises are leaving me behind. But they belong to a new generation. And for them, I'm not going to poo-poo all over them. They, they like them. They enjoy them. By all means, you know keep on enjoying your films and i'll keep on taking you kids because hey guess what it's five dollars to go see a movie nowadays at our local theater on tuesday so it's worth uh spending the bucks just to see the enjoyment on their face that to me is the investment now thanks you guys subscribe to the show let me know what you think on the twitter peace to you